Hello and welcome everybody to Flickr Effect, episode 311. We are recording this on October 20th, 2019. I'm David Lott. Joining me this episode is Michelle Hillard. Hello, hello everyone. Just the two of us. Just the two of us. Uh, so it's going to be a little more laid back tonight this episode <laughs> yeah um we don't have bobby or yasha unfortunately they couldn't make it and you and i really haven't watched anything this week <laughs> we did not un- unfortunately we did not make it to a movie theater um what came out this weekend I-, I would say the biggest wide release was probably zombie land double tap for us though the biggest wide release i guess really was the maleficent sequel yeah um I say for us, or at least for me, because I don't care about the Maleficent sequel. So I wanted to see Zombieland Double Tap, but just it didn't happen. No, um, unfortunately or fortunately, a lot of Fortnite season two was happening. So to start things off, we were just having a conversation off air about uh, tomorrow night. And hey, should we go to Universal's Halloween Horror Nights on Monday night or not? Uh, it's like mm-hmm. the one Monday night on the the horror nights calendar mm-hmm. that they are are doing it, and figured oh maybe it'll be a good night to go because maybe a lot of people don't go to a Monday night Halloween horror nights, and uh, you know we could knock out a couple of those houses that we haven't been able to do yet that have ridiculously long wait times. Well, I mean the two main ones, those the- being Stranger Things and the Us House. Yeah. Um, I mean, gosh, the other night, Stranger Things had a 180-minute wait for most of the night. Yeah. Um, so we were thinking, because we have frequent fear passes, like, hey, should we go tomorrow yeah. night maybe? And maybe that'd be a good night to do those. And I, I think we kind of ended with leaning toward, eh, I don't think we're going to do that. Now, by the way, no, we're, we're I'm definitely not going tomorrow night. <laughs> I forgot about something. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, Star Wars tickets go on sale. And oh. You know what? I'm going to sit out Halloween Horror Nights tomorrow. May the games be ever in our favor. Yeah. So, yeah. Tomorrow night, if you haven't heard. And I say that. I'm going to try to get this podcast posted tonight. It's Sunday night. Um, so, I think doable with the lovely new technology. Um, now. So, yeah. If we get the podcast posted tonight and you are like listening to this ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're listening to this Monday morning, Monday, mon- Monday the 21st of October, uh, if you haven't heard the final Star Wars Rise of Skywalker trailer will be dropping, I think, during Monday Night Football, I assume halftime. And right after the trailer drops, then tickets go on sale. And I such a cluster. Of- I already noticed. I don't know about Fandango. I haven't checked Fandango yet, but we have amc the a-list subscription service and in my amc app indeed it shows showtimes already so you can see what the showtimes are at least for opening night i don't know how many days out it was showing showtimes for but thursday night the night it opens first showing 6 p.m i hope fingers crossed to be there so yeah i'm curious to see what a jumble f tomorrow night turns out to be I'm almost wondering, should we just maybe go to the movie theater? Mm, I have a feeling that would not be a good idea. I don't know how they handle it in terms of buying actually at the box office, but something tells me that probably wouldn't work out. 
I don't know. Anyway, so no Halloween Horror Nights for us tomorrow. So, yeah, we're just going to kind of sit, talk about some news, <laughs> talk about some stuff. Uh, I mean, there was definitely stuff that happened this week. And I, I don't know about you. For me, the biggest the biggest news uh, that we heard this week that got me really excited was about the Batman. And we got a casting for the Riddler. Yes. <laughs> so it's funny. The day before, yes. I forget which day this was exactly. The day before we heard that Jonah Hill was basically no longer negotiating or kind of out of the running to have a, a a part. We had heard that he was in negotiations to play a villain role. And that wasn't really like, I think, ever confirmed by anybody that, oh, it was the Riddler or the Penguin was thrown around a lot. Um, well, one day this week we heard... Yeah, he, he's no longer really in contention. They're really not talking anymore. They couldn't come to an agreement or what have you. And then the very next day, uh, we find out that Paul Dano has got the part of the Riddler. Yes, and yes, yes, yes. I heard somewhere that that was basically the backup plan to Jonah Hill. And I'm like, what? That was the that backup plan? That was the plan? backup plan? <laughs> like, no, that's... No, that was your. that's supposed to be your first option. And I'm not trying to be dissing on Jonah Hill. No, I, I like just, Jonah Hill, but... I will say that for that role, the first, that's... Of those two options, Paul Dano, hands down, first choice on that role for me right like if those if those are my two options um yeah no well worked out for us yeah or it's I'm, going to work out for us i am very excited to oh my god i'm so see excited. him in the film i'm super excited yeah i, I, think, I really do love me some Paul start shooting like january or february last i heard so down with some some paul dano yeah it's your favorite paul dano role Oh, are you a big fan of what was the army men? No, God, why am I blanking on the oil film? Why am I blanking on the? Oh, there will be blood. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could have an opinion on that film. Oh, you've never seen it. I really uh, wanted to too because that year it went crazy at the Oscars. Crazy. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm trying to think. You know what I? I mean, I will. I guess, I guess I have to say it's the first role that he did that for me really put him on the map, and that was the one with Angelina Jolie. Was that shoot? Angelina Jolie. Hold on. Uh, I'm looking too, Mike. I gotta I'm, I'm now. Gonna, I've got to look at his filmography. That's what I'm doing. A, f- a film Dan with him because for me, I think I the, also like Little Miss Sunshine first, a lot. <clears throat> when you started saying the first film that you had seen him in. Yeah, for me, the first film I can think of I'd seen him in was Little Miss Sunshine. Yeah, no, I like Little Miss Sunshine a lot. I'm trying to think. Let's see. I have to pull this up. He was really good in Love and Mercy. I forgot he was in that. I really liked Love and Mercy, and I thought he was quite excellent in that film, actually. I remember I was raving about that film to you guys to go see it. Um... Monkey's uncle. Anyway, he was. Well, there, there was a film he was in. There's a lot of with Angel Angel Lee, which yeah. yeah, I'm kind of blanking on. I don't remember that. But it came out before Little Miss Sunshine, which really. I liked him a lot in Little Miss Sunshine. So, yep, he's gonna be the Riddler. I'm pumped. I think most people are pumped. I w- that was not 
what I was expect. First, I wasn't expecting it to happen so fast after the Jonah Hill thing kind of died, like literally the day after. I, yeah. I guess you found the movie or Taking Lives. Oh, I've never even heard of Taking Lives. Oh, you. Oh, it's a good one. Taking Lives. Yes. Oh, that's happening. Oh, yeah. No, I've seen Taking Lives. Oh, I was going to say. Oh, no, I've seen that. Yeah. He wasn't in it for long, but the scene that he was in was very like, whoa, whoa. I didn't see that happening. It was creepy. I guess I didn't realize he was in it. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen it. But yeah, I've seen that one. Yeah. And that's probably the first movie that I remember seeing him in mm-hmm. was that one in that role. Because it, again, it's he's <clears> one <throat> scene, but the one scene he's in, it was like, holy Jesus. Right. It was very like... Well, okay. And so, I don't know. And then, yeah, A Little Miss Sunshine, I would say. Probably the other big one for me. Yeah. But, yeah, I like Paul Dano. Okay. Paul Dano Love Fest over. Paul Dano Love Fest over. And, I mean, while we're talking about the Batman, there was also news that Michael Cicchino will be scoring the film. I have mixed feelings on this one, actually. Really? I, I mean, I'm saying this knowing that Michael Cicchino is an amazing composer. And yes, the things that at least I know him for best, and I think most people know him for best, to me don't speak as, as to a, a good composer for the Batman. And I'm also no, saying that. this not not really knowing like the kind of Batman film we're going to get, even though we've kind of heard stuff about it being like a back to basics, kind of film noir, kind of Batman but when I think about that and I think of a dark brooding kind of score, I don't think Michael Giacchino. With with all that said, I think he'll probably be great. But when I heard that he was scoring it, part of me was like, oh, okay. No, I get that. I, I do. I mean, I think my first things are the Pixar films. And yeah, it's the, he's a little more upbeat. He's kind of a more upbeat guy. Yeah, I mean, for those who don't know, he's he's been paired up with J.J. Abrams for quite a while now. Yep, and yep. yep he's done a lot of stuff for Pixar and Disney at this point. He, he's been a busy bee. Yeah, no, I mean, his star, <laughs> even his Star Trek soundtracks were they're they're kind of more upbeat. They're it, serious. There's definitely serious tones for sure. Right. I yeah, like. And his score for Star Wars Rogue One was apparently done very quickly. Like and it he, was a really good score. That was a last minute. Uh, we got to, oh, Michael Giacchino is going to do this now, and he knocked it out really fast, and it was a good score. It Solid. was a really good score. I liked that one a lot, actually. That was that movie that just surprised mm-hmm. you over and over, Rogue One. And I feel like the more I've watched that film, the more I've been like, God, this movie is so good. Anyway. Well, speaking of that, have you, have you seen the kind of buzz around The Mandalorian this week? I'm not. So there was a press junket in L.A. for The Mandalorian. And they also showed, I guess, around like 27 minutes of footage from the episode to the press. 27 minutes of a 50-minute episode? How long is the episode? I don't know how long the run times are. 27 minutes. They basically showed, I guess, the first. I I assume it wasn't like a just a weird collage of random scenes i think it was the first 27 minutes right and uh at least f- so far i've seen all the buzz has been pretty damn positive i, I mean I, i've got some tweets here in front of me 
via SlashFilm.com. Peter Serretta from SlashFilm, he wrote, Just saw almost 30 minutes of the Mandalorian pilot episode. It feels like a thrilling return to the original original trilogy era of Star Wars. It feels like a big-scale movie, not a TV series. They are still keeping a lot of mystery with deliberate cuts in footage. Um, He also said... uh, Said the score is awesome. Seeing Dave Filoni do live action Star Wars is everything I've wanted. I can't wait to see more. Um, a lot of a lot of the stuff has been been pretty exciting. A lot of like, hey, this is the Star Wars show you've always wanted. Kind of reaction. Well, that makes me happy. Yeah, and I mean, just you talking about Rogue One. When I when I look at the aesthetic of what we've seen so far from the Mandalorian, yes, that kind of reminds me of that kind of look it does it's kind of a crisper version of what i think we've had like it's funny empire was on the other day on tv i slipping through you know it's like when you're you're watching tv you're not really watching tv you're putting tv on and you're slipping through and you're like i'll literally take anything and then i saw empire strikes back on i was like oh well there we go done <laughs> boom <Okay. laughs> dropped dropped the remote and i'm watching it and Yes, obviously, this film was done in a much different time frame than what we're currently sitting in. But I'm watching it, and there's a lot of it that is really very perfectly crystal clear. And there's a lot of things that are just kind of a rougher edge. And I feel like, you know, with those first three films, we're getting more almost like sometimes it looks kind of dreamlike, almost like there's a, a haze to it, a light haze. And then when you look at the newer stuff, especially like Rogue One, there's a crispness and the clarity and there's more vivid color I think sometimes and it it comes through really well and yeah I agree like what little I've seen of Mandalorian of the trailer that they've put out that looks like what we're getting and I'm I'm here for it I'm down with it honestly right uh one uh, another tweet from Stephen Weintraub he's a editor editor in chief over collider.com uh he wrote saw 27 minutes of the mandalorian it's as awesome as you want it to be can't say anything specific but one scene answered a question that i don't think was has ever been explained slash shown in any star wars movie love that it opens up the star wars universe in a cool new way Mm. this is like this is the star wars thing i've been waiting for while i love the skywalker saga I've wanted to see new characters and places explored in depth, which can only be done under multiple episodes in a series format. Cannot wait to see more of the Mandalorian. I'm I'm liking what I'm hearing. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I know uh, I saw, and I don't have them in front of me, but I saw a kind of a a release schedule for the Mandalorian was put out there, and also specifically who directed each episode. Oh, um, by the way, I think I saw that. I knew we knew that Taika Waititi had directed an mm-hmm. episode, and by the way, I'm pretty sure his is the very last episode of the season. <gasps> really? Um, oh. Anyway, uh, the other thing, nice. it seems, yeah, we know that it's dropping as soon as Disney Plus drops on November 12th, which mm-hmm. is a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. But then every new episode after that, if I remember correctly, is the Friday. Is every Friday. So basically we, we get the first episode on the twelfth, we get the second episode that the end of that week. Oh, the they're not even waiting for a week. No, and then yeah, then every Friday after that. Oh, son of a gun, we'll get two in one week. Basically two in one week, yeah. Oh, that's spectacular news. My God, Disney Plus is gonna break the internet. That yeah, day. 
it blows my mind the people I talk to who are like still like, I don't know if I should subscribe. I'm like, I mean, pff. they've got my money at least for the first two months. Minimally. Oh Min- minimally. They'll have. Minimally. Yeah. I'm not going away with the Marvel stuff coming. Oh, sweet Jesus. Yeah. Again, just even if I didn't care about that stuff, the fact that I have two kids. Yeah. I'm subscribing to Disney plus like, just for that content. Oh my God. Yeah. Just for that alone. But then there's going to be the stuff that we're going to watch. God. Right. Oh, oh absolutely. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah. it's worth every penny. Again, the internet will be broken on November 12th. Mm, pretty much. I'm going to totally jump ship here and go on a completely random note. Do do what you got to do. So I just, I guess I didn't realize this was happening, but I just saw I've got IMDb on and like just rolling by random stuff. Did you know that there's going to be a Peter Rabbit 2 film? Mm, no. I mean, I guess it's that's that would be one of those bits of news that if I had come across oh. it, I don't I don't have the storage space in my brain to retain that information because i don't care i would have i probably just was like okay whatever and i moved on i mean i'm not, I'm not one of the people that like gets really harsh on like kids films and stuff and like really gets judgy on them because okay. they're kids films they're just kind of lighthearted and silly i'll be honest with you i absolutely hated peter rabbit and i wound up seeing it multiple times thanks to your lovely children you hate Peter Rabbit. I really don't like it at all, honestly. It I've makes seen, my eyes I've roll. Also I do seen not like it. It's a few times. I do not like and it. And I'm not saying I like it, but I don't think I had that kind of reaction to I it. I was just so kind of stupid. like, eh, it's fine. I think it's so stupid. It's not I definitely didn't have kind of a Paddington reaction, which is, oh my god, these are actually really good films. Oh no, the Paddington films I think are lovely. And it's I think of that because it's kind of similar in that, you know, it's a real world with these animated animals. Right. No, the Paddington films are, are lovely. I will say I like the first one better than the second, but I think you actually like the second one better than the first. Maybe. Or I may just kind of like them equally. I but, just think they're both very good. No, the Paddington films are great. Peter Rabbit, I'm not a fan of, and quite honestly, I'm concerned now about watching this thing. It's going to live in your house forever. Uh-oh. Anyways, sorry. I'm sure it's going to drop for Easter like the first one did. Uh, I had not heard that there was a Peter Rabbit 2. I also just don't care. I, I don't care, but I do care because I know it's going to happen. I know one day that movie, that film will enter this house. It'll pop up on Apple TV oh when I'm scrolling around looking for something new to download. And oh my God, patting me. What there, I mean, there was a Peter Rabbit 2. Can we, can we watch it, please? Yeah, that's going to happen. I know. I know. I'm aware. Anyways, sorry. Ugh. Well, there's another movie I didn't realize was happening until I saw an ad for it. Arctic, Arctic. Dogs. Yeah, sorry. It just popped up on my, my screen here. <laughs> That's hilarious. Arctic Dogs. Arctic Dogs. There's a lot of people doing voices in that one, too. It's funny when you see that. Like, There's a lot of people doing voices in that one. Any, Basically, anything other than the Disney films, animation-wise, it's like... And don't get me wrong. Disney also gets great voice cast for their films as well. But hear me out. Like basically everything else, Sony Animation, DreamWorks Animation, was it Illumination that mm-hmm. studio? Um, it's like they get huge, ridiculously a like almost a list kind of casts, but they make a huge point of like, hey, we we paid for these actors who we could have easily have gotten probably better voice actors. 
<laughs> and they promote the shit out of the fact they that they got them. And they, yeah, Disney, on the other hand, will. They're a little more sly about they're, it. Yeah, they're not so like in your face about who they have voicing the characters you're watching. I don't know. It's. Right. I mean, like, they'll announce maybe, like, the two, like, if there's two main characters, they'll say, it's this voice and this voice, you know? Like, for example, the, God, what is it? The fairy tale one that's coming out that has uh, Chris Pratt and... Oh, that, that Pixar film. And Tom Holland in yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know who any of the other voices of that film are, but no. I know who the two leads are. But that's about all Disney will release. So, like, these are the two lead voices. That's all you get. And the rest, you'll find out later. Right. And it's like they're, it's like it's almost like a classy thing to do. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. Anyway, sorry, random tangents here. And we have no agenda here, so random tangents. Random. I know. It was just, it was just like I said, the, the Peter Rabbit thing scrolled across my screen. And I went, oh dear God, no. Anywho, here's a random question for you. What's your thoughts on deleted scenes and for movies like on Blu-rays and? Like, do I watch them or do I? Do you care about no. them? Like. Sorry, I guess that's kind of an odd question for me to ask, so I'll, I'll give it some context. Uh, I saw some news this week. That Todd Phillips was talking to, I don't know who, Todd Phillips, director of Joker. Mm-hmm. And he basically said, and I have the quote here actually somewhere, um, that he he's not a fan of extended cuts or deleted scenes. Like in... Oh, in like making them public... And on, it on, public. The, on the Blu-rays. Like, for Joker, is no intention on us ever seeing deleted scenes from that movie. On the Blu-ray. Um, okay. He said, quote, I hate fucking extended cuts. I hate deleted scenes. They're deleted for a reason. The movie that exists is exactly the movie I want it to be, and I will never show a deleted scene. <laughs> and when I read that, I honestly, I, I, I don't make movies myself. But I, I get what he's saying. And I've had that thought before. There's lots of times where I've bought Blu-rays. I mean, like, for instance, in the early days of DVD. When mm-hmm. DVD was, like, a thing now. And it had, like, you know, um, commentary tracks were really big. And commentary mm-hmm. tracks still happen. But I just have a feeling most people don't even pay attention to them anymore. Most people don't, know. Um, but when DVDs first came out and it was, like, all this added stuff that you didn't get features. back on VHS tapes. Features, features, features. You know, it was a thing. And deleted scenes was a thing. And don't get me wrong. I've watched my fair share of deleted scenes. But at the same time, there's lots of movies where I've kind of resisted watching deleted scenes. Because I'm like... I guess I kind of try to look at movies the way he's saying, like, and and I I recognize that I'm having kind of a uh, fantasy idea behind all film, but to me, film as an art form, I like to think that a director made a film. He in the editing room was like, "Yep, this is the film in the end that I want people to see." I cut all of these scenes for a reason, and I don't want to see like these other scenes because then i feel like it kind of affects my thought on the film even though it wasn't in the film like you know no, no you're saying no i think for the most part i'm in full agreement with what he's saying what he put out is what he wanted to put out that's his vision of the story and i don't watch a lot of deleted scenes i will every now and then like especially if it's like if i feel like if it's a film that say i I enjoy a lot. Like it's one of my favorites. It's not even a really great film. It's just one of my films. I'm like, I really love this film. I've seen it a million times. One day I'll eventually be like, what's the lead scenes? And I'll run through the lead scenes. And I will say nine times out of 10, I go, yeah, no, none of that needed to be in the film. Glad they cut it. 
And I'm totally happy with that. The rare occasion, and I don't want to say it's a deleted scene. There's a few times I've seen alternate endings to films and been like, oh, that was better. And sometimes I'm like, oh, it wasn't. But sometimes I'm like, oh, shit, that was a much better ending. You know what I mean? Yeah. But overall, I will say I don't watch them very often. Again, it's kind of a rare. It's usually like, oh, like for one day, like it's usually, for example, you know, guilty pleasures, movies you put on the Princess Diaries, right? Okay. Yeah. This was years ago. Totally watched those and just randomly. Well, I mean, I'd seen that movie so many times. At one point, it was like, yeah, I'm just sitting on my couch doing whatever on the internet on my laptop. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll play these leads. Sure, 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 fine, fine, fine. And yeah, I watched them and I was like, yeah, no, I'm glad they cut these out. They didn't need to be in the film. Like, cool, 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 cool. And that's usually what happens 90% of the time. Rarely do I ever go, oh, wow, that was actually a really, geez, that was a sweet scene. I wish they'd cut that in, actually. That that pulls this and this together a little bit more. That rarely happens. It does, but rarely happens. Um. I would say one exception in terms of extended cuts for me that this is going to be an obvious one. But oh, I know. I was going to say I know exactly the, what you're going to say. The Lord of the Rings extended editions. Yeah. It's to me, I would like to think that, yeah, if Peter Jackson could have, he would have put those in the cinema, in the movie theater, but for they sure. were just ridiculously long. Mm-hmm. And for me now it also seems that kind of in the post theatrical run of lord of the rings those seem to be kind of the recognized versions of of the lord of the rings films i will agree like if you're not watching it on tnt or tbs or usa or whatever if you're watching somebody's version like somebody's like i'm throwing them my blu-ray or my dvd you're usually watching that version of it and that's usually in like if you go to a convention a nerd convention and you talk to people that's the version they have in their heads. Right. I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. They're not thinking what they saw in the theaters umpteen years ago at this point. Right. But other than that, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, there's definitely been times that I'm like, oh, you should have released that cut in theaters. I don't know why you didn't like Batman vs. Superman comes to mind. There's, there's rare that, ones. That is definitely one of them. That is one that when I saw that director's cut i was like wow that's this is actually somewhat of a decent movie now yeah other than the last act but first two acts i was like wow this is actually much better than why the hell didn't you guys (laughs) release it this way anyway this is something random i saw and when i saw that he said that i was like i felt like some of the reaction i saw written about it was like you know him just being kind of weird and it kind of sucking that oh we won't be able to see Joker deleted scenes. I'm like no, I get what he's saying. Like it's an art form and yeah. it, this backstage, this is kind of the you don't see you how you put the film together and he he presents to you in a mm-hmm. the movie theater what he wants you to see and that's it. Like why would oh you? exactly anyway rarely are they cutting it down for time. It's anymore now it's not that for that. I mean now the Lord of the Rings trilogy a lot of that was for time. At some point they finally looked at Peter and went Peter Peter. <laughs> We got to trim some fat here. Right. But for the most part, it's not to keep it under certain time links anymore. Most films. Most films. I mean, a big film like that where obviously there's so much money to put it into Lord of the Rings. And film length plays so much a role into how many showings you can get in per day Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. there's no Mm -hmm. way you could 
release a big, big budget movie like that, it's such a long length. I mean, four right. four hour film. Right. That's yeah. I mean, but Joker was a little bit longer film, but I will say, <laughs> like, he's not trimming out stuff to keep the time down. He's trimming stuff to go, nope, it just doesn't need to be seen. And I'm super okay with that. He's yeah. presenting what he the vision he has in his head, this is his perfect vision of this story he's trying to tell. Right, right. Anyhow. Anyhow. I agree with what he's saying is, I guess, the point of it. I think we both agree. Uh, yeah. 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 So, Fortnite season two dropped this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't just talk about movies. Uh, we don't just talk we about totally movies. We don't. talk I'm, about comic books. We talk about I know nerd games and it's funny. Like Fortnite for me is a quote unquote gamer, a new gamer. I feel like I feel like you used to be a gamer when you were younger, then you took a nice big break. And oh now you're yeah, back into it. Yeah, I've kind of gotten back into it, but only as much as I kind of can. And this is where Fortnite comes in. Like right for me with adult life and responsibilities and children and just things like being able to game on a regular basis is difficult. And I think that's why when it comes to games with campaigns, I struggle with because I never finish a campaign. I mean, unless mm. it's like battlefront two, which had a really short campaign. Like, right. I basically have a, a tough time with those kind of games because they're great and I enjoy them, but I just don't get to game enough to like go through a campaign. Right. And then Fortnite comes in and it's like, yeah, this is fun. I, I totally understood why this game was catching on so quickly because it was just like you just log in and free for all like you get to kind of explore and it's kind of open world, but and it's pretty simplistic. It's very just simple and fun. I mean, it can be frustrating because it's not yeah. not your typical. Oh, I I die and I have to respawn somewhere else. Like, no, you die, you're done. Like, <laughs> and you have to go back into another game. Right. I mean, and you're not playing the computer. You're playing other people. And yeah, I mean, it's it, it's anyway. We you and I both kind of dabbled with it for a bit during, I guess, season one of Fortnite. Oh, off yeah um, i've never finished a full like battle like you never won that's what you're saying well one i've never won one i can always get down to be the last two people ever like when i play like that happens all the time but my problem is is i've never completed like the what did we just buy the battle pass. oh the like battle a full pass. time frame like right like right. i haven't ever completed from a start to a finish i've never completed one of those in the time frame before the next upgrade. Yeah, I think my problem too with Fortnite is like I, I play it. I'd have certain nights where I'd be like, I just want to play Fortnite tonight because I just I don't know. I'm I just want to relax. For an hour and and I just want to do this, and but I'm terrible at it. And I've mostly played it on a PlayStation Four on a console, and just Which is the, probably the better place to, console to play it on. And I I would just be terrible and i would come across people that would just annihilate me constantly and i'm like when i when i'm old is am i just old and not good at this kind of thing anymore <laughs> or uh what what is it and then you know i recently built a computer mainly for video editing but i've been doing some gaming on it because it's more than capable of playing games oh for sure and yeah like the this News about Fortnite happens when they kind of the black hole thing at the end of season one. Mm -hmm. And now season two has started. And 
I was like, okay, I'll log in. I haven't logged in in a while, and I but I've started playing it on the PC, and for me, it's like a whole new world. Like, oh my god, I I've quickly determined I am loving gaming on a PC compared to a console. Oh, like, I mean, it's the way to go. It's totally because I've never gamed on a PC in the past. Like the gaming I've done, and you said, oh, I used to be a gamer. For me, in a it was my childhood mostly of the NES came about. Right. I had an Atari before that, but I got the first NES and I was addicted to that and the Super Nintendo mm-hmm. and and that was gaming for me. And I had a, the first version of the PlayStation. I think I had a PS2 at one point. Do you point have a Sega well. Genesis? No, I, I never, never had a Sega, Sega Genesis. Consoles. I had some friends that did. So I would just go to their house and play their Segas. Same thing. I had a, a friend down the street that he had a Genesis and I would play his sometimes. But I don't know. For whatever reason, I was just like, ah, Nintendo, I'm good with that. Yeah. And as a new Nintendo system would come out, I would get it, but mm-hmm. I never dabbled in Genesis or Sega. Anyway, so I, yeah, I never did like PC gaming until now. And just the, the, the control ability with the keyboard mouse to me, hands down, that's the way to play Fortnite or like any gaming. I, I don't know at this point that I would like, you know, we've seen news very recently about, uh, PlayStation 5. PlayStation 5 has been announced, yeah. I, you know, it, we knew that was coming, and we've now seen kind of renderings of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I'll bother with any more consoles. Like, I'm good with the PC. <laughs> I mean, like, I would say, basically, I could see maybe down the road, say if your son starts getting more into gaming on consoles, yeah, yeah. I could see you then purchasing consoles as he ages for him more, say. But for you, yeah, I could see you just doing the computer thing. And the thing is, is most of the gamers I know in my life have ever known are they're PC gamers. My brothers are big PC gamers. Mm-hmm. Like they've been PC gaming God since high school. Like when PC gaming online was new, like they've literally been doing it practically since its birth. And so for them, like a console gaming, they haven't played console gaming. God, jeez, I mean, 20 years. Yeah. They think I'm crazy sometimes. They're like, you bought, like, I remember when I got the Switch. They're like, you got a Switch? I'm and that, like, that'll that yeah. be the exception, though, for me. Like, I've been very impressed with the Switch. I think I was very skeptical. I remember when we first got an announcement like video, and I was like, what? But I am hands down a fan, like, of that concept of, like, a, it works as a functioning console on a television, mm-hmm. but I can just basically take it off and use it as a handheld device and play the exact same game I was playing. Yep. I think it's great and that I will keep and I don't know where Nintendo will move beyond the switch. Who knows what will be a next console for them, but I could see continuing to, to buy into their products. Yeah. I mean, I will say like, I never got into the Nintendo Wii at all. Like that one just never, Oh yeah. I never got into that one. And like the Xbox, no, the whole like camera. I don't know. I just never got into that, but the Switch, I'm I'm here for. I, I do enjoy my Switch. I will say Mario Kart's really <clears throat> amazing on it. Yeah, I I Everything. even I had a Wii too, and I kind of bought into the kind of Wii craze. It was insane how popular there was the a Wii craze, was, and, and I just never got into it. But yeah, I'm I've been playing some Fortnite. Sadly, playing some Fortnite, but doing a lot better on a on the PC than I ever did when I played on that. Yeah, PlayStation. you're definitely you're doing very well. For sure. I, I recommend it. You should try it sometime. Well, what's funny is I feel like I'm doing better on it on the console. I think the, there's also the just a lot of newbie players in there. Maybe with just the kind of 
press kind of buzz that this whole event happened where Fortnite was down for like a two or three days and then it came back and it seemed to get a lot of press coverage and I'm getting the impression there's a lot of new people because yeah I'm definitely coming across people that I'm like oh well you don't know what you're doing I I agree to a certain extent because I feel like my last few times I've played and I guess I never noticed this and maybe it's new maybe it's not new I don't know you know, when you look at the person that you kind of come up against, you can see like, are they playing what they're playing on? And then also what level they're on mm-hmm. for themselves. And the other day I was on a round and I'm only on like level seven. I think I just got up to eight and I was playing and this guy was in, he was, he was in like the level teens. He was almost at 20 and he was playing on a PC. I'm like, and the way he was playing, yeah, he definitely shot me and killed me. For sure. Right. But like, I was like, dang, like, so I don't think I'm just playing against some other newbie people. They're still old people. Oh, people of course. People that play it for sure. Oh, no, that's not what I'm saying. Like, you know, I, absolutely. There's still people on there playing a lot. I think I've definitely been coming across a lot more newer players than I used to. That's We're not I'm playing the same 13 year old in Japan that we have been playing. Right. That's been kicking our ass. Basically. And that's first season. My God. <clears throat> well, anything uh, on your mind before we wrap uh, things up? Box office. Oh, yeah. We haven't talked about box office. And I actually haven't even seen official numbers yet myself. So well, here we go. Well, and you and I were the two poop heads. We fail. That didn't even make predictions. So we don't even get anything this week. Big See, fat goose eggs here. As I'm looking at the box office, I will quickly try to look at Bobby and Yasha's predictions which I'm bringing up right now um, because they did predict, but you and I totally forgot. I remembered and I tweeted about it last night. It was Saturday night and I was like, well, it's kind of too late to do it now. It wouldn't be fair for me to like predict when it's already kind of easy to tell by a Saturday night how things are going to land. Well, and for so. you, that's something you can say for sure. For me, who pays zero attention to box office numbers, I feel like I could have still made a prediction last night and like, yep, I have no effing clue. Ding, 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 yeah, ding. I get that. But uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, the Maleficent sequel, um, was at number one at $36 million. <clears throat> uh, Joker, in its third week, was at number two with $29 million. Uh, Joker doing very well. Dang. Uh, so Zombieland 2, Double Tap, at number three mm. with about uh, almost $27 million. And then rounding out the top five, we have uh, F4, The Addams Family in its second week, and Gemini Man also in its second week at number five. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at this quickly, it looks like uh, Bobby did pretty well for himself. Um, I think he got all five. He did. He did not get the bonus, but it looks like he lands five points for the week. Oh, wow. Um, Bobby. <clears throat> Yasha also did not get the bonus, and it looks like he got two out of five because he he also had Maleficent at number one, mm-hmm. um, but he had Zombie Land at two and Joker at three, so Which he, I had, get. he had those swapped. He had Adam, and then he had Adam's family correct at four, but gotcha. then he had Down Abbey as five, not Gemini Man. Well, that's because. He was not a fan of Gemini Man, and I understand that. He was not a fan. He definitely didn't like it. And I went from walking out of the theater 
going, oh man, like I, I kind of want to see this now, but I couldn't deal with that 3D. And if you're wondering what I'm talking about, listen to our last episode, episode yeah. 310. Um, now I'm just like, eh, I've heard enough kind of negative stuff that I'm like, I'll just watch it when it's on video. Yeah, I, I, after talking to Yasha and Bobby last week about it, I feel <clears> much better about missing it and not going to try to go back to see it again. Now I'm kind of like, yeah, okay, let's wait till it comes out at home right. and I'll watch it at home. Yeah, Super okay with it now. So yeah, that's box office. I will try to be better in the future about getting my predictions out well, there. Well, one, we're not still not used to doing it still. But two, I mean, we, have, we lead pretty busy lives. I mean, it's not like... I think that's one of the reasons why we didn't see a movie this week. Like we, you know, especially in October, October is a busy, busy dang month for just hanging out and doing stuff. Yeah, no, I think I just need to be better about Wednesday night. We all should just like, all right, Wednesday night, sit down for five minutes. That's a deadline. Tweet out your 10 PM Wednesday. There's not a dead. I wouldn't say that's a deadline, but that would be best to get it done by then. Cause I asked that in my tweet. I'm like, we don't really have a deadline in place. Like I think, you and I have put out uh, predictions on Friday before. I guess for me, Friday would be like very last minute. Like if it's into Saturday, you're kind of. It really could, needs to be done by lunch on Thursday. You could very much look at Friday numbers and get a sense of like, okay, how the weekend's going to turn out on a Saturday. Yeah, you could. And I mean, again, you pay more attention to that than I do. I don't even pay attention. Like if I were to put, like again, last night I was like, I could tweet this and I'm. You could. I've, I'm just saying to be fair all around. No, kinda, I agree with you though. I agree. No, we, I mean, by lunch on Thursday it needs to be done. Right. Anywho. Anywho. Anything else? Um, I don't really think so. Yeah, I don't Had think so either. Tangents. I know Bobby and Yasha both wanted to record. I, I have a feeling they've seen some stuff. Uh, Yasha kind of hinted that, hey, maybe we could try to do something else in, during the week. And if we could work that out, we will. I don't know. Otherwise, we'll just be back uh, hopefully next weekend on Sunday with the next episode. Yeah. And they can fill us in with the things they've seen and... Yeah, it's just been tough with October, with how busy October is and things to do with Halloween coming up, like trying to also go and fit in movies. It's been difficult for us. I mean, even this next weekend, this weekend before Halloween, there's so much that goes on. And I'm just kind of like, I'm I'm actually looking right now, what comes out next weekend? Uh, Well, the good news is I don't think it's anything too crazy. It was like Countdown. Yep, Countdown, Black and Blue. Um, I guess Jojo Rabbit's going to open up a little bit more. Oh, yeah, I've been meaning to try to figure out when that date is. Yeah. Jojo. And then, yeah, that's that's about it for this next weekend. So I feel like next weekend we'll probably be talking about what came out this weekend, unfortunately. <laughs> like, I feel like if you and I go see something, we're going to go see Zombieland, you know? So it'll be a good discussion next weekend. Yeah, yeah. So check it out. We'll be back. And uh, with that, we're going to wrap things up. As always, we'd like to hear back from everyone listening. You can let us know uh, your questions and comments by emailing us at feedback at flickereffect.com. You can also find us on Facebook and or Instagram and Twitter at flicker underscore effect. We are on Facebook too. Facebook.com forward slash flicker effect. YouTube, youtube.com forward slash flicker effect all these places reach out to us we'd love to hear from you with that i'm david lott 
And I'm Michelle Hillard. Thanks for listening. Thank you.